Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit OldRaleighDistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. I was fascinated to get answers of things I didn't know existed. I was fascinated to get answers of places that maybe I knew they existed, but not from that point of view. One of my favorite quotes is by Maggie Kane, and she said, Raleigh always shows up to help. So this is a way for us to help, for sure. See, it's a love letter to Raleigh. It is a love letter to Raleigh. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. Our MO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. If you read Raleigh Magazine, it's no secret how much we love Raleigh. We dedicate our lives to this city, its stories, and sharing those stories with its people. Our November issue turned out to be a sort of love letter to Raleigh from cover to cover. With me today is the mastermind behind this and our editor-in-chief, Melissa Housem, to talk about one of our favorite things. I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm always happy to be here and always happy to spread the Raleigh love. I think this issue was a little subconscious. Also, thank you for the very kind mastermind word, but it was a little subconscious and a lot serendipitous. Uh, We really couldn't have known when we planned it what all was going to unfold, you know, in that time. And um, it really couldn't have come at a better time to lean into loving the city. To Raleigh with Love was a planned feature that ended up being timed when the city needed it most with the tragedy of October 13th and the godforsaken mudslinging of the elections. And Thanksgiving, we knew this was a time to be grateful, but we didn't know how grateful we needed to be. And Yeah, so really, and shout out to Liz, uh, our creative director. She got the ball rolling at our editorial meeting about, you know, what if there was some way to, you know, talk to the community about what they love about Raleigh. And we originally wanted to do that for the December issue, but without a lot of boring backstory that nobody needs to know, we decided to pull it up to the November issue. And we kind of honed into this, you know, okay, so there's so much mudslinging going on. We just come out of our development issue. There's a lot of like not in my backyard going on. A lot of Raleigh's losing its soul. We're becoming like Charlotte, not to mention like you, like you said, the elections, you know, all the ire, people wanting to flip council, you know, just shit talking, forgive the expression and, and just so much negativity really to sum it all up. Right. Our takeaway from that is at the, this is what we've said all along is that these are all natural growing pains for a city that's not only expanding, but expanding rapidly. And and we do believe everybody's doing the best they can. And so we wanted to lean into loving Raleigh and like showing people sure. what it still has its identity. Well, and at the end of the day, 
We all may disagree on how and what goes on this corner or that corner or who should be in office. I truly believe we all have the same goal. We Mm -hmm. want Raleigh to be the best city it can be. And change is hard. It doesn't matter if you're five years old or 95 years old. Change is hard. So what we did was we asked 40 to 50 people, all different walks of life, to share with us their happy place in Raleigh. And we really didn't put any rules on this. So it, it, it was where you go or a place that makes you smile daily or weekly or when you go there. And we didn't want to put a lot of rules on it because we wanted people to give us their true feelings. And I was really, I, I'll be honest, I was really shocked at the answers. They weren't, they didn't lean the way I thought they would lean. No, and I've, you know, both of us have lived here for a long time, and um, I've basically lived here my entire life, and I have to say I was fascinated to get answers of things I didn't know existed. I was fascinated to get answers of places that maybe I knew they existed, but not from that point of view. So one was like a lookout from Union Station that I didn't Mm -hmm. know about. Um, And so this kind of, for me, also turned into a bucket list, a a journey to like go look at Raleigh from a new light. And I know um, our associate editor, Lauren, has already done that with one or two of these things where there she was just so inspired that she was like, I have to go see this. And so for our team to be so immersed in this city, it's our job, right? Right. And, And to have lived here for so long, me and you, like to get these answers, it's just incredible. Well, and it was interesting because everybody put their spin on it. I mean, Greg Sandruder uh, with HM Partners chose the roast grill. It's yeah. simple. It's small. It's been there forever. It's away from most everyone, and you still end up seeing folks you know. I mm-hmm. loved that. I mean, you know, there were just some really good ones. Obviously, I loved, you know, Mayor Baldwin's any Raleigh Park where I can walk my dogs is a happy place. Fletcher, Chavis, Dix, Museum of Art, Umstead, any park. Yeah, my favorite, you know, um, and I shouted out in my ed letter was the cows. And I know that's my place, so we'll go with the cow pastures. Right. But this is um, Andrea Weigel, who we do a lot of work with. Um, used to be a food writer for the NNO and now is in PR. And she said, I love driving down Hillsborough Street, heading home and seeing the NC State cows. There's just something about that idyllic pasture scene in the middle of a city that gives me joy. It is definitely Raleigh, and I hope they never move them. And it gave me chills just reading it again because it really is like so— bizarre and cool all at the same time. And I do hope they never move them. (laughs) And I have to give a shout out. So my 14 year old, I took on the rooftop of the Dillon for a photo shoot. I don't think he thought of his city as that cool until he was up there. And he goes, wow, Raleigh's really cool. So his was the Dillon rooftop. So we ask all ages. Oh yeah. We asked one of my college roommates. She has a 10 year old. We we quoted her in here. You're going to have to grab the issue for all these. Um, I will tell you the funny one, and you have if you know Matt Smith at Wake Tech, you're going to have to give him a little grief. So Matt's happy place is the Oakwood Cemetery. It feels reverent and alive at the same time. I'm not sure I exactly know what that means, but— and I get it's a beautiful space, but it was just funny the way he worded it. I honestly felt like Matt was just messing with me. Like I kept <laughs> waiting for him once we published it to be like, "Oh, you were serious." Like, <laughs> you know what did I mean? you really? Like, what, did you publish it? Yeah. So we got so many great answers too that um, it's a good opportunity to say that we curated, you know, the print issue version, and it's beautifully illustrated. Um, and then online because all of our print stories go online, in addition to 
web exclusives that aren't in print, but we were able to just use all of the answers right. we got in the web version. So um, I think they're both worth a look. Oh, absolutely. And a shout out to Carly Flynn. She's the graphic artist who created the illustrations of the Union Station. And I mean, she did, you know, Videri Chocolate, Our Skyline, Roast Grill. I mean, she she found a way to capture even the cow. Yeah. I think she did a, a fantastic job. And it's and it really does give you a warm, fuzzy feeling and remind you of all the things that you love. But one thing I will tell you is I'm not sure there was a single park left out. So if that parks bond does not pass, <laughs> well and we're we're taping this the day before election day. So if it doesn't pass, I will be astounded because almost everyone picked a park of some type. And actually that's a good segue to the other point I wanted to make about this. Raleigh really did rise up to answer these questions because it could be so boring, right? If everybody was just like this park, this park, this park. But with each answer, very succinctly, they told you something about that place that was special. And so it wasn't just Dick's Park or, you know, Yates Mill Pond or whatever. There were these places or spaces in there that I wasn't familiar with. I know one of the um, trails there was, it was Sharon Delaney um, mm -hmm. McLeod. She mentioned that her and her son like to use this geocache app to go um, find hidden treasures on the New River Trail. So they, they were, some of them were whimsical. Some of them gave you like a new idea. All of them were extremely thoughtful. And, you know, if we're talking about Matt, maybe creepy, but. <laughs> and if you, you know, you may just be one of those people who just flips through the magazine pretty fast, but usually around page 13 or 15, somewhere in the front of the magazine is what our masthead, which lists our staff and contributing writers and photographers. And almost every month, we ask a question. We don't do it if, if, if it just doesn't fit, but almost every month, we ask a question and then have those people comment on their favorite places. And I was remiss. I could not make a decision on one, so I didn't answer this month. But there's some good ones on here. I mean, a cup of coffee at Sola, which is Liz Reed. I think she would move her office to Sola if she could. <laughs> 100%. Um, but there's Shelley Lake and Lake Lynn and the museum. And Who'll then mine was actually the live mill. I don't know how many people even know about this, the live mill at Lasseter Mill Park. So there's this little park off Lasseter Mill Road. And if you drive back in there, there's still a live mill. And I used to love to do this when I was a teenager. There's a stone wall and you can walk out to the end mm -hmm. of it and just sit there. And Hopefully they watch still them. allow that. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But there's homes back there overlooking it. I always imagine it would be so amazing to live in one of those. But you opened up an um, interesting topic just now about the masthead. So this issue obviously has one, but our October issue, we did not ask a burning question of the staff, if you will, and um, and contributors. And we had this sort of internal debate about who cares, you know, to put it frankly, and does it matter? And I, I feel like maybe I was trying to force a question because I wanted one. And, you know, you were mentioning like, let's not force it if there's not a natural one. And so, I, you know, you can't make this stuff up. You don't know what people like and what they don't like until you do something differently. I had several people approach me throughout October and be like, why didn't you guys do a masthead question? We love reading those. And so I did ask one of them why they care, because that was our debate, right? And it was like, well, if you guys are the team behind Rally Magazine and you know the city so well, then when you answer these questions, those are the shops I want to go to or those are the restaurants I want to eat in. And I thought that was really – and also – and then the other side of it was it also gives – some identity to our team. It does. It gives some some personality to the people behind the magazine, for yeah. sure. 
a local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, Catch the big game on multiple TVs or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixX.com. That's just one of the things in this issue that I feel like is part of that love letter that you crafted with this issue. The other is a story that I've been pushing for a long time. And this is your brainchild. This is your this mastermind. is my baby, <laughs> and and if I have my way, this will be something you'll see in every October or November issue for the for eternity. But <laughs> I, but this um, this story is if you can't find it any other way, it's the two bright green pages in the magazine. <laughs> But it's called, it's, it's Give Back Raleigh or Give Raleigh. And the concept behind it is that during COVID, many charities, as you know, charitable events, all the fun balls and parties and runs, a lot of that stuff was canceled. And, and charitable giving donations were down almost $10.8 million. That's money that cannot be recouped. You can't go back because every year you're asking for those same donors to keep contributing. Yeah, that's insane. Like basically $11 million. $11 million. And, and so then not only can you not recoup it, then it's just a hole you can never dig out right. of because you're still trying to like... Right. Most had to let staff go. Yeah. Most had to move and downsize. And so I really, really want this to become a regular feature every, yearly with Raleigh Magazine where we pick a couple of charities and and we make it easy for you to donate. And we also have a corporate partner who matches dollar for dollar every dollar that we can raise. And so I am hot on the hunt for a corporate partner. If anyone's listening, I think we can have impact. But this particular issue, we looked at food, shelter, and security mm -hmm. um, and, and really picked some charities that we felt strongly about Green Chair, which we've featured before, which is all about putting, making sure that every child goes to sleep in a bed. We yeah. did the women's shelter. Yeah, we also looked at the women's center. Um, you know, they assist at-risk and homeless women with safety and stability, provide basic needs and extended support. And in in this too, as we talk about each of these, we provided ways how you can help them. Right. And, and they are often, I mean, almost, you know, monthly, weekly, there's a list on their website 
of what they need immediately to help. Mm-hmm. Um, we also included the Raleigh Rescue Mission, which is you know for security for men, women, and children experiencing homelessness. What I liked about that one is they have an Amazon wish list on their website. Mm-hmm. So for people that don't have time um, to drop off goods or maybe do have the money but don't you know, want to know kind of how their money is right. being used, then they had a, a specific Amazon wish list of what they need that they keep updated uh, on their website. And then for food, we obviously looked at one of our personal favorites, a place at the table, because it's an easy, I mean, obviously you can make a large donation, but for basically $10, you can provide a meal. Um, and it's a, you know, and you, you can either pay it and let them keep the card or you can take a place card and hand it out to someone on the street who needs uh, who needs help. Yeah, I think we should explain this because we didn't, you know, we don't have a lot of space to do this in the future where we're not spe- specifically talking about a place at the table. We're talking about all of these. So a place at the table um, used to do tokens, right? Right. And now they have these place cards that you, they say their, their language is you sponsor a place card. And like you just said, you can either hand it out or you can leave it at the cafe for them to give to someone. But I think that our perception of that is it's creating a level playing field for everybody who dines there because you're paying with a card no matter what. Right. It's, really it looks cool. like a, a credit card. And that is what Maggie Kane's all about. Exactly. Dining with dignity. Yeah, I love that. Um, so we also have Interfaith Food Shuttle. This is one that I've always loved. Um, it's working to end hunger by feeding families and also helping to educate and teach them to meet their own food needs, whether it's like what to buy at the grocery store, you know, gardening, all kinds of different educational opportunities. And then part of one, one of their offshoots that people might be familiar with is the Backpack Buddies program, which yep. is a mouthful. Great program. Um, but I love that program. And that's uh, distributing prepacked food to food insecure children uh, for the weekend, which I will say that there are 37,000 Wake County children under 18 years old who are food insecure. As of November 21, the last time that stat was given so it should be updated soon but well and the stat we didn't give about the shelters and green chair 1500 homeless in wake county that's up 68 percent from september 21 that's insane that's just incredible amount of people that are being affected and you know we should give and take care of everyone year round but we are all inspired at thanksgiving and the holidays and whatever your reasoning um, we tried to make it easy. We did immediate impact. And this is one of my favorite things. This took a little digging, but I had fun doing this. So I, I won't bore you with all of them because I want you <laughs> to get the copy of the magazine. But for $10, let's say that's what you could give. You could one meal at a place at the table, $20. Um, participation for child and youth sports programs or art classes at Parks Pay at Forward Raleigh. I think that's such a cool one because, you know, I just saw this uh, this weekend where somebody said, People always ask me why I make all my children participate in so many sports and activities. And uh, she wrote, because learning confidence and discipline as an adult is pretty much impossible. And these that teaches these mm-hmm. things. And and as we also know, you sports can be expensive or it can oh, be it it, obviously the first thing you're not going to pay for if you're um, hurting a little bit. And so this is so cool that for $20, you could, yeah. and it's not just giving a kid a, a pastime, it's giving them friends and it's giving them the background they need to grow up to be, you know, responsible, confident citizens. Right. And it's not just one class. Right. One of my favorites, and we've been a sponsor of this the last three years, is the Turkey Ball at Molino. For $45, um, you buy, basically pay for a turkey, and it is delivered to the family. Because of that, you're invited to an event 
um, and this is help me, help me, help Uh-oh. me. The eighteenth. <laughs> but but it's all on their website at MolinoRaleigh.com. But you buy the turkey, and then you're invited to come for a drink, celebrate for the holidays, a couple of nibbles. And correction, it is November 17th. But $45 buys a turkey. There are a couple of others that are pretty cool. Yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, circling back to $250 uh, for the Green Chair Project puts a child in a bed. Yeah. I mean, for—, for I realize not everybody has $250 to give, but if you're looking for that Q4 donation right. or whether you just happen to have like extra money that you really want to donate and you're feeling giving, um, that is money that you can know oh exactly gosh. where it went and change made life. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's some things that you that change about you when you have children. And one of those is you just can't imagine a child not having a bed or not having food. My other favorite one is $100 for a front door for Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, that's so I cool. I mean, it, you know, so there's a bunch in here that will help, and there's something that fits all of our budgets. Yeah, and we, and also one of the other charities we spotlighted was Food Bank, and then we also said, yes. you know, how $60 to the Food Bank provides 300 meals. I think the the last thing that we'd be remiss not to mention is, you know, perhaps when people are giving to charities, they're not sure how their money is being spent and they wonder about how nonprofits are run. And so this report is released annually and the next report in terms of charitable giving in North Carolina will be released at the end of this month. And so there will be some new updates coming. But um, when it was released last year, they were able to talk about how North Carolina spent that money. And on, on average, over 80% of the money on average went directly to the charitable cause or project. Some of the exact charities or nonprofits were upward of 95 to 100% of the money going directly to the project that they served. And that was an all-time high for the state and also like very competitive in the country. So, I mean, when you're giving in North Carolina, then you, your money's going to serve the people that you were trying to help. One of my favorite quotes is by Maggie Kane, and she said, Raleigh always shows up to help. So this is a way for us to help, for sure. See, it's a love letter to Raleigh. It is a love letter to Raleigh. Um, Another way that you can give that we're involved with, it's kind of a hard one to talk about. So um, October 13th, when our city was reeling in the middle of this mass shooting, I really couldn't figure out what I wanted to do, but I wanted Raleigh to know that our arms were wrapped around them and that we were suffering and feeling what they were feeling, or we wanted Headingham to know that we were there for them. And so I created this, I am not a graphic artist by any means, but this black screen with the word Raleigh and a, a, a white heart and posted it really hoping just that people would know that we cared, that we were thinking about our city and that our heart was breaking with them. We had no way of knowing that it would resonate and and the way that it did. Yeah, I mean, the image really went viral. And we talked about this on an earlier podcast, but we were at an election event and then came home, like got the news there, came home to this and, and posted this. And I think every city is looking for, there's, there's going to be a tone set in tragedy, in every tragedy. And I think unintentionally we help set the tone of leaning into love and hope. And I think that's why it resonated, why it became viral. So many different people shared it and recreated it. And so then you had another, so it was a mastermind idea. <laughs> well, I we created stickers that you can put on your water bottle, your computer, and magnets that you can stick on your car or wherever that is just a, a black square with the word Raleigh and a heart. 
And all the proceeds from those will go to um, Raleigh Police Officers, Officer Torres family. And we're selling those on our website, $5 stickers, $10 magnets, um, every nickel of that, every nickel will be donated to the family. And so if you're so inspired, RaleighMag.com. We also in the magazine have the charitable funds that have been set up for all of the other victims' families. Some have been closed because they were for funeral expenses, but but they're all listed in the magazine in ways that you can contribute and help. Absolutely. So I'm hoping to see a lot of these magnets and stickers around town and yeah. continue to spread the love for Raleigh. Yes. So um, as far as charitable events, there's, you know, a couple of years ago, we did a story that some of Raleigh's hottest, most fun events and coveted tickets were for charitable events where you, pay, you know, you paid all the money goes to charity, but there's this phenomenal event you go to. And I've been to some great ones. Um, <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> so what is your favorite one of all the ones you've done? Okay, so Jingle in July. Jingle Bell Ball. Yeah, Jingle Bell Ball. And also um, the Molino Turkeys. That's fun. It is fun. Well, it's the turkey ball, I guess. I should call it the right yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've been to some great ones. I um, absolutely love Foundation of Hope, their event at the Pavilion with as a speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, we interviewed Marie Osmond this year. Yep. But that is a phenomenal event every year. I am super excited about an event that has just happened this past weekend. Um, had it, it is super cool. It's the Holt Brothers, and this is a first-time event for them. It's an evening fundraiser with the Holt Brothers, um, raising money for the Holt Brothers Foundation. If you're familiar with them, the Holt Brothers lost their mother to cancer and both played professional football and set up this foundation that creates camps so children who are parents are suffering with cancer? The children can be with other children going through that, and can and meet with doctors and feel informed because a lot of times that is what they they don't understand what's happening to their family, and so all of the money from this event. But it was fantastic, silent auction, live music. But the best part, I love this. I love any event that you don't have to dress up that much. <laughs> but this one was fun. It was cocktail wear with cool sneakers. Oh, I love that. Oh, my. And some people went all out. I, I mean, they bedazzled their sneakers or they bought new sneakers. There was some really cool, cool stuff. Well, it's the Holt Brothers. That reminds me. I I, I kind of hadn't thought of this when you asked me the question, but their flag football event. Oh. That, oh, that was so fun. And so we did this this past spring as a team, and we did a cornhole tournament for our part. Um, next This coming year, I think we're going to do a tailgate. We're, we're going to do a tailgate. And, yeah, you buried the lead, the Holt Brothers, as in NC State phenom yeah. football players, exactly. then NFL football players. But anyway, um, huge fans of both Tori and Terrence, so I don't know why I didn't think of that. Sorry, guys. Uh, but yeah, those are great ones. They, they throw great events. And so what is, on a personal note, a charity that you've supported over the years that Yeah, resonates? so ever since my kids were really little, I took them to the mall, obviously, to see Santa. or And so we would always pull angels off of the tree at Crabtree. And then go shopping and kind of explain them how to help others, how to take care of other people. And so we've always done that. I love that. Um, What about you? So growing up, my family, you know, um, gave a lot to either through my grandparents' church or to Salvation Army. But as an adult, um, there's this program, Wake County Holiday Cheer. 
Um, and my friends and I have done this together for years um, where you adopt a family or, well, you adopt a child or a senior. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a family might have more than one child. Um, and basically you give them the gift of Christmas. And so I think for some people, this might mean one gift. We kind of do it as a group and go all out and then just basically bring all all the things. Um, one year we got a kid a bike and then like some clothes and other things like that. So it's just like really to go in these people's houses and deliver the gifts and see their reaction is right. a, is the gift. So. Absolutely. So this, I mean, I, I think this issue is perfectly timed. Hopefully everyone enjoys it as much as we did. Exactly. Pick up a copy. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.